Thank you for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're going to be continuing our family vacation series with a sermon entitled Conflict. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. Alright, so let's dive into this today. So today we're going to be continuing our family vacation series and today's sermon is entitled Conflict. Conflict. And so how many of you guys ever had a conflict with somebody? Anybody? Amen, Fraser. Yes, I've had conflicts. Who's got a conflict right now? Oh, my. God bless you. We're praying for you. Praying for you guys. Hey, two things, real quick. Don't forget you can submit prayer requests online by going to meditchurch.com on your homepage (laughs) right there. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need. But we believe in the power of prayer, but man, I'm going to tell you, we love praying for you guys. Anytime we get those messages, we reply back as quick as possible, and we just let you guys know, hey, we're praying for your needs. And when we truly say that we're praying for you, we are truly praying in those moments with you uh, for those needs. Uh, but, but there's times that we, man, God, I, I dread going to this place. I dread going over here. Or I dread going to dinner with them because there's always going to be some type of conflict. Conflicts. I hate conflicts. Whew. I tell you, there's been times where I just didn't want to go to work because I knew there was going to be some type of conflict. I knew that I was going because I can see who I was going to be working with. And I'm like, man, they don't do nothing but complain and whine, and they just lazy, They're, they, they just drive me nuts. <laughs> Let me ask you guys something. Maybe I'm not the only one. Online camps, you guys can answer this too. If I've been the only one that's been somewhere where you know that somebody's going to stir the pot, they're going to stir it up. They're going to they create some type of conflict. My golly, they're just going to stir it up. <laughs> we went to this restaurant the other day. It was yesterday, as a matter of fact, and, and we sat down. I ain't never been there before a day in my life. First-timers, we walk in. It was very good, a little pricey, and more than I want to really pay, but it was, it was expensive, but, but that's okay. Tasha keeps breaking me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah. And so we sit down, and, 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 and the first thing, lady asked, can we get you something to drink? Can we get you something to drink? And right away, my conflict begins to start. And I said, well, what do you have? She goes, we have Coke products. I'm like, ah! Y'all, there's a ball up here, by the way. I keep kicking. See, online camera, you guys can't see it. <laughs> but hey, all of a sudden, now I'm upset because they don't have Pepsi. I'm upset. Now I've got the conflicts done started. If you guys don't know, I'm a big Pepsi fan. If you like Coke, you're confused. It's okay. It's no big deal. I love you guys. <laughs> we'll be praying for you. I just get, just get, we drank Pepsi growing up in my house, so uh, Coke lost that one. But uh, online canvas, what's your favorite, Coke or Pepsi? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, y'all. I love you when you comment. Um, but anyway, anyway, so so I, right away, I knew it was gonna be a problem. I knew it was gonna be upset. Then she, then she's like, "Oh no, 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 no! I messed up. We got Pepsi products." I'm like, "Praise Jesus! You got a big tip now. You're gonna get. Oh, it's great." But they really did have Pepsi by. And so, and so what, was, what I said, I'd say, have you ever been out to eat with somebody and you knew that, that it didn't matter what was going to happen, they were going to have some type of complaint, some type of problem, some type of issue. You could, have the, you could have perfect service 
walk in, they seat you right away. It's well lit. It's nice aroma smell. You're spaced out. The table's wide enough so you can get in and out. The food's decently priced. It's good quality food. You're with that one person. It's fast service. It comes out. The waiters are waiters real nice. and They're dressed professionally. They know the menu. I mean, you're talking, we're talking like perfect storm here. But that person has to stir up conflict. Oh. Y'all know somebody like it? I know somebody right now. I ain't going to say their name. But right now, I know somebody right now. I, I'm like, do we have to really go eat with them? Mom and dad, do we have to go eat with them? Not talking about anybody here. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> There's somebody I know. I'm like, do we? Them? Really? I don't want to go. I don't want to go with them. But maybe, just maybe you're going to get in a car and you're going to go on a family vacation in the coming weeks. I know school's getting ready to start back and maybe you're planning a last-minute vacation or if you're like us, you're going to get in the middle of September and take a week off from your kid's school and get <laughs> get them behind already. And uh, But I'm excited about going on this trip. Me and Tasha's getting ready to go out of town here in just a few hours, but uh, we're going kid-free. But uh, the next family vacation we take, it's going to be all of us, and we're going to be in the car. We're going to leave after church, and we're going to go to the coast. And you know what I'm not looking forward to? The conflict that my daughters are going to have. Well, Daddy, I wanted to bring this doll. Or, Daddy, we were playing this game, and they begin to fight with one another. Those that have multiple kids, do you ever have that issue where they're playing a game and they're trying to connect the tablets and then they're fighting back and forth because one's winning and the other one's not? That's what we constantly deal with in our house. Conflicts, conflicts, conflicts. Guys, read a verse from Romans 12, 17, and 18. It says, never pay back evil for evil to anyone as much as possible as far as it depends on you live in peace with everyone. I know siblings. Me and my brother, we fought like cats and dogs. He was the cat, I was the dog. <laughs> and and, and we, we, I mean, we fought with one another. We were each other's throats. He wanted to play one game. I wanted to play the other. We only had one system, and, and we couldn't. We was constantly bickering and fighting. And so we used to get evil with one another. We got to pay, pay each other back. I remember one time I, he graduated high school and he was taking me to school. And there was this one CD, the song, it had 13 tracks on it. 12 of the 13 tracks were off the chain. And track number 13 was horrible. <laughs> the worst track ever. Guess who liked track number 13? My brother. And guess what he insisted on doing the whole 30 minutes to school? Listen to that one track over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, will you stop that? I kept changing it. He kept changing it back. And now this, now this conflict started taking place. And I'm like, listen, if you don't stop that, I'm going to take the wheel. <laughs> He's like, no, you ain't. Oh, no, you ain't. He kept putting it back on track number 13. And I'm like, you got to stop this. And we got so mad at one another, he took the CD out and he just crushed it in his hands. And he ruined the 13-track CD. That was mine, by the way. Let's just put that into the, the, the perspective there. That was my CD that he broke. 
You watch this later on, you still owe me a CD, by the way. <laughs> but we, but just as that, and we become a conflict, and he decided in that moment, in that very moment, that he was going to repay back my aggravation to him or my evil doing by skipping the track. He was like, all right, we're going to fix this, and he began to pay me back by crushing my CD. There's times people do us wrong. They may cut us off in traffic like they constantly try to do me, and then we want to repay them back with some type of evil doing. One night we were, I was coming home from work, and I was coming down 52 from Winston, and, and I had my big truck, and, and, and there was this car in front of me. Well, they were, going, they were in the fast lane. That's the left lane. I go in the fast lane, and, and, and I go see this car, and I approach this car, see them. Well, they're going slow, so I did the right thing, put them turn the signal on, got in the right lane, went around them, and going up and going my, my merry way. All of a sudden, they decided that they were going to catch up to me, honking at me, flashing symbols that I don't know why they were flashing symbols, and cut me off and then brake check me. I don't know about y'all, but the conflict there just escalated. Now, I'm going to tell Michael come out in that moment. I didn't do nothing mean to you. I just went around you because you're going slow. And, and now, 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 you do something mean to me. Let me tell you what happened. Y'all know, if you guys know this or not, the speed limit on 52 is 55 miles an hour. At one point, when I looked down at my speedometer, I was at 98 miles an hour. <laughs> and so, uh, being this guy, we were, oh, it was bad. I was cutting him off. He's cutting me off. I brake checked him. He tried to brake check me, and then I outrun him, and he tried to catch up to me. And I, I, I could have got away from him, but I decided, you know what? I'm going to ag this on a little bit. So I slowed down, let him catch up to me, and I brake checked him. It was a mess. Now, y'all think about this for a minute. Because of my craziness and in that moment, because I was aggravated because of what somebody done to me, I was speeding, probably reckless driving. <laughs> Speeding, I could have lost my license. I could have potentially hurt or harmed myself or somebody else in the, the vehicle. I don't know how many people were in the vehicle. I sure wasn't going to stop and count because, <laughs> anyway. So how do we actually resolve conflicts when we're in them peacefully? How do we do that? Well, I'm going to give you guys some steps and, and try to help you when you get these conflicts you may be going on a vacation or you may be having a, a family dinner or uh, friends that you hang go hang out with maybe you may be meeting up with them and you know there's going to be some type of conflicts so i'm going to give you guys some steps to help you to resolve your conflicts that you may endure number one if you're taking notes take the initiative take that first step now that could be hard right <laughs> See, when I was in Winston, I was coming through that traffic, I could have very simply just said, okay, I'm just going to ease over, and I'm just going to go on my way, and then if they had come chase me and done all the other shenanigans, I could have just easily got off the interstate or whatever. When my brother was aggravating me, I could have easily just said, okay, this one time, and then took my CD, and I still have my CD. So for you youngins that don't know what CDs are, they're a little round disc. <laughs> you put them in some some cars still have these. They don't have, you know, your phones, and that's the big thing. And I did have a cassette tape at one time. If you don't know what cassette tape is, y'all know what cassette tape is? Jet, you know what cassette tape is? He's focused. Y'all know what an A-track is? <laughs> you, know what a cassette, you know what a cassette tape is? 
You know, you know what an eight track is? Oh man, man, look at y'all. Hey, y'all, y'all hook a brother up. Y'all, y'all help him out. Y'all, y'all want to tell you what I really want right now? I want a record player. I want a record player. And what's cool about the record player? I want it's got Bluetooth capabilities. <laughs> so, but see, when we're in conflicts, we have to take the initiative to be the better person to stand up. And stand before those that may have, have done these things. So let's look at Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Stand before the altar in the temple, giving an offering to God. And you suddenly remember someone has something against you. Leave your offering there beside the altar. Go at once and first be reconciled to that person. Then come back and offer your gift to God. So what this is saying here. So you come to church or you're at home and you're praying and you're saying, hey, God, you know, I've been dealing with a lot. I'm kind of having a lot going on. My family's dysfunctional and, and I need you to pray for them and touch their heart. My friend's messed up. They're, they're all the time begging me for money and, and they're just driving me insane. There's always some type of conflict or, or maybe they've done you wrong. It tells us right here that we need to first go to them before we, you know, give it to God. So let me give you an example kind of what I'm talking about. So at the firehouse, if I have a problem or a situation going on, a conflict with somebody, my first thing to do is to go to that person. If I don't get the result that I need from them, I go to my next one up. I go to my lieutenant. Hey, hey man, listen, I got this going on. If we can't resolve that, we go up to our captain and then so on and so forth. And so I all the time tell people, I said, They'll come to me, and they're like, hey, man, I got this going on. This is a problem. I'm like, well, have you talked to them yet? Well, no. I said, well, go talk to them before you come talk to me. Imagine what we can figure out when we work together to work on an issue. Now, if you're constantly, and you can't, and you're battling it up, and you, and you get somebody else involved, that's when we take those people together, and we supposed to pray in circles. Elbow drop I'm just kidding. That's Michael version. But, <laughs> but listen. Take the initiative. Go to them. And, and there's been times in my past where I've had to own it. I picked up the phone, and I've been praying. I've been seeking after God, and, and, I, and I felt led, hey, this person's done me wrong. I've stopped what I'm doing. I picked up the phone, and I've called them. First thing I said, hey, man, hope you're doing all right. Sorry to aggravate you, but I want you to know if I've done anything wrong in my life towards you, please forgive me. And sometimes I've been hung up on. I've been cussed out. I've been yelled at, but you've took the first steps. And what happens is, is in that moment, the ball has now been pushed to them, and the ball's now in their court to determine what they're going to do. You can't change somebody's heart, but as long as you take the initiative, say, hey, listen, I'm sorry, I forgive you, I've messed up, please forgive me, own it, and leave it up to them. If they forgive you, awesome. Maybe you've restored a friendship. But if not, if they choose not to, then you take it back to God and say, God, I did all I could. But I've took the first step. All right, number two. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Take notes. Confess my part of the conflict. <laughs> now, this may be the hardest part about all of, of, of taking ownership of things. Most people that know me will tell you that if I do something wrong, I will tell you. Hey, I messed up. <laughs> Learned a long time ago, hey, it's better just to own it up because you're going to save yourself a lot of trouble, a lot of headaches. 
See what Matthew 7 and 3 says. Why do you notice the little piece of dust in your friend's eyes, but you don't notice the big piece of wood in your own eyes? First take the wood out of your own eyes, then you will clearly, then you will see clearly to take the dust out of your friend's eyes. Now I want you guys to know something. There's a verse in the Bible that a lot of people like to use. It says, judge not. Judge not. So what you guys got to do is you got to read the verse before and after, and this is one of those verses that you need to read before and after. Before we start calling out people's others saying, hey, well, you screwed up and you did this and, and you're wrong for that. You stole that or, or you done them wrong. You cut them off of traffic or Pastor Michael, you were speeding. You should have got a ticket and went to jail. Before you do that, examine yourself. Check yourself first. Check you out and see what's wrong in your life before you start calling out other people's. Your pastor's about life-giving. Your pastor has same struggles and same battles and issues that a lot of you face. Me and Abby were talking about this this morning. We face some of the same things. But you know it's great when we can come together and we can connect together. We can find out how much just we have in common together. That's why we're big here at Medit Church to let God restore the brokenness in our life. And that's why I believe we believe in friendships and we believe in building relationships because we have a lot more in common than we realize and so for me to say, hey, well, you're wrong for doing this. Well, maybe I'm wrong for doing this over here. I tell you guys constantly that I used to love horror movies. Had all kinds of collections. I had movies after movies. I mean, Tasha will tell you, I spent several thousands of dollars for movies. And God spoke to me one day and said, hey, get it out of your life. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that horror movies are bad. I'm just going to tell you what God's put in my life. I would probably recommend you not watch them, but if you like scary movies, hey, that's between you and God. But I'm going to tell you what God put in my life and share with you how I dealt with things and what conflicts I had. And so, and so but, 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 but before we judge others and say, hey, well, that's wrong, we've got to examine ourselves. Number three, listen to the hurts. Listen to the hurts. That's not right. <laughs> That's the next one. <laughs> listen to the hurts. <laughs> James 1 and 19 it says, Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get anger. Now this verse right here and this right here can be very difficult. Very, very difficult. We all come from a different background. We all can come together and let God restore the brokenness in our life. But there's times where we don't realize just what somebody may be going through in their life. We talked about how that you've seen the Facebook post. I've been talking about through this whole series and, and not getting angry, upset because they're short staff at the restaurant. And, and you know, they, they, you may have had the greatest of service, but hey, at least they showed up to work. But listen to the hurt because you never know what somebody may be dealing with. You never, never know what somebody may be on their last thoughts of suicide and that, that very moment may be the tipping, for, tipping point for them. But that random act of kindness you show them may change their way. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, listen to me. This is a key verse that you all need to instill into your relationships. Be slow to speak. Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Because there's a lot of times in the moments 
that we just, hey, those heated moments, we speak things that didn't you know, and hurt each other's feelings that we shouldn't have been saying. Me and Tasha, one thing that we, and she'll constantly tell you, <laughs> I can't stand when she's trying to talk from me to the other room. Can't stand it. She'd be like, well, the rooms are side by side. I'm like, I don't, I can't hear you. I'm hearing half of what you're saying. TV's on, the girls are playing. I may be scrolling something on my phone, reading something. I'm half paying you attention. Come pay attention and let me hear you hear what you're saying. Because sometimes there are arguments. She says something, I caught half what she said. Now I'm mad. I'm upset. What do you mean? I didn't do that. I always did that. What do you mean? Now I'm upset. And, then, and we've, we elevated words like we talked about last week. We used some elevated words that we had no intentions of ever needing to do. She would just ask me for something to drink, and now we're over here cashing me outside. <laughs> number four, consider the perspective. I think it's number three up there. <laughs> hey, technology's great. Sometimes we get it, we get things a little messed up. That's all right. <laughs> Look and listen to their perspective. Just listen to what people are saying. Man, I love sitting down, and sometimes I like listening to people. I'm, I like to sit back, especially in the office at work. I love sitting and just listening because you learn a lot. You find out a lot of things, and you see what people are dealing with. You hear, and you can tell, hey, man, they're really, they're really struggling. And what's cool about that is I can take and I can say, hey, listen, Bill, I love you, man. I'm praying for you. We got our church. We're going to be praying, believing that God's going to meet each and every need that you have. And we just love, I, I, I love listening to people. Now, I did make a mistake one time. Told a guy, I said, hey, man, I said, listen, if you ever need to talk about something, come in. You tell he's dealing with something. If you ever need to talk to somebody, he said, I'll, I'll be more than happy to listen. Four and a half hours later, <laughs> whew, your pastor will listen. He will give you the best advice and biblical advice that he can give you. He will listen. He will pray with you. He will listen to you cry. Get your anger out. So I tell the girls all the time, when you get older, all daddy can do is prepare you for your future. But later on in life, there may be predicaments that you're in that you can always call on daddy to get you out of. Daddy's phone is always available. Daddy will always be there for you. Don't ever be scared to call him. Now, he may be upset and disappointed at you, but you can always pick up the phone and call me. Just like God, we can always call on our Heavenly Father. We can call on Him when we're struggling with things and we're dealing with things. Maybe we've messed up and we slipped back and done something that, that oh man, I, I've, I've stumbled this week. I cussed that person out and I, I, I knew I shouldn't have done it. I cut that person off in traffic. I knew I shouldn't have done it. Take it back to God. He may be a little bit disappointed, but guess what he's going to do? He's going to wrap his loving arms around you, and he's going to take you out of the predicament and the situations that you're in. He's going to be there to rescue you, just like I'm going to be there. If my girls call on me, hey, Dad, I need you to help me out of this situation. I'm going to be there to wrap them up and love on them and say, hey, it's okay. Daddy still loves you. Did we learn anything? <laughs> Got to constantly learn. Uh, Philippians 2, 4, and 5, it says, Look not only to your own interests, but also the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. It's what we're big on here at Medic Church. I'm big on building those relationships. I'm big on figuring out how we can reach this community, how we can better reach out and spread the love of Christ out to people. 
I don't care what you look like when you come in here. If you don't have the best clothes, if you don't have the, uh, uh, you know, whatever. I always treat the CEO the same way I do the person on the floor, sweeping the janitor. Why? Because that's what Jesus would do. That's what God would do. If Jesus walked in here right now, he would treat us all the same. We're getting ready to go uh, to this convention. And, and two years ago when we went, I got to meet the owners of this company for a very brief second. Tasha took a picture with them. I got to shake their hands. You know how I treated them? Same way I would do the janitor at the place that, that they own. They're no better than anybody else. We all come from different backgrounds. We should have the same attitude that Jesus has. All right, let me hear you. Let me hear you. <laughs> all right, number five. Tell the truth tactfully. Tactfully. <laughs> that word, <I> bear. <laughs> Tell the truth tactically. I can't say it, and I wrote it, and it's terrible. <laughs> uh, Proverbs 12 and 18. Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Did y'all hear that? Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. While we constantly tell you guys we're giving a life-giving or a life-changing message because we want to speak life into you and not break you down and beat you down. We want to build you up. Because words, you can bring healing. The tongue can bring healing, but it can also destroy you just like a sword can. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is a lie. It's the biggest lie I've ever heard. Don't ever, don't ever let anybody tell you that. Because words are sharper than a two-edged sword. And so when you speak things and you speak things to people, it's okay to be honest. It's okay to speak out to the people and say, hey, man, you're struggling with this. You cut me off in traffic or, hey, you're doing me wrong in this way. It's okay to call somebody out on something they may be doing to you. But do it with love. Do it truthfully, tactically. Can't read. Number six. Fix the problem, not the blame. We're quick, we're quick to go out and to blame somebody. We're quick, hey, well, they did this. They did it, so I'm going to do this in return to them. I'm going to go over here, and we're going to, like we marked up Tracy last week, we're just going to beat her down. We're going to mark her up and tell her how we feel, we're cuss her out because that's how we feel. She did it to me, so it's okay if I do it to her. Trina, listen, sweetheart. If, if you over here and you were Sally Sue and y'all decided y'all were in a cat fight with one another, you, kinda, you can't blame the other person. We're all grown adults. We're all responsible for what? Our own actions. We all were responsible for fixing the problem. Now, at work, there's been times in the past that, that I tell people, be about the solution, not the problem. I can't fuss and complain about something if I'm not willing to go out here and do the and fix the issues that are going on. Now, if I'm out here and I'm working on the issues, I'm fixing the problems, then I have a leg to stand on. Then I have something to say, okay, listen. Now, now, hey boss, listen. I'm out here, I'm out here, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm do I got all these things happening. You got Trina over here, she ain't doing nothing, she's lazy. You need to fire. <laughs> but work on the solution. To fix the problems. Marriages are based on uh, building those relationships and working on issues together, not finger pointing. Finances in their dump, 
Talk to your spouse, figure out why they're in the dump. Hey, you have a spending problem. Amen. <laughs> Want to know why you got issues going on? It's probably because you're not communicating. One thing that we're constantly trying to work on, even in our own marriage, and me and Tasha, is we're constantly trying to work on communicating. You know, communication is the key to success. I tell our team often that our communication is the key to success. If we're not communicating, we're not we're going to fail. I mean, no corporation across the world is perfect in communicating. There's not a one. The number one thing that anybody can improve on is communication. So we're constantly trying to strive to communicate better. So when we have issues and we're struggling with things, we say, hey, listen, we've got to work on it this way. Identify the issues, identify the problems, and work on them together. See, it says, Colossians 3 and 8, it says, you must rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, slander, filthy language from your lips. I want y'all to know that there's times when we're in those moments, things come out. See, our words are powerful. Power of the tongue. They're strong. So those conflicts that we deal with can be destroyed. The simple moments are made worse with the tongue, with our lips, what we speak out. So identify and fix the problems. Uh, Romans 4 and 13 says, Let's stop, let us stop judgment on one another. Instead, make your mind not to put any stumbling blocks or obstacle in your brother's way. If somebody does you wrong, it's not the time to say, Okay, well now I'm going to get you back. So now I'm going to put something in your way. I'm going to make you trip. I'm going to make you fall. I'm going to make you stumble. I'm gonna I'm gonna test his religion. I'm gonna I'm gonna test and see how far he's gonna. That's not the time. When you're down, that's not the time to do that. The time it's the time for us to build you up and not break you down. And my last point here: it's your move. It's your move. You have the ability right now. The ball's in your courts. Make a decision of what you want to do with your conflicts today. And I'm sharing this with you to give you some steps to how to help you. And I hope you guys are taking something away, but it's your move. God puts that ball in our courts sometimes, and the pastor identifies things to help you. But it's up to you to put those reestablishments into place. To reconcile, to have those resolutions built together to work together with your partner and your spouse to, to work on these things and make things in your life easier, to reestablish those broken relationships. And I'm going to close with this. This Matthew 5 and 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will, for they will be called the children of God. And what's awesome about this is we all are God's children. We're all God's children. We're all called to be loving and kind and gracious. There's been times in our life, and maybe you've had the same issues, is we, we've dealt with things and we've dealt with, with, with problems. And we wanted to, to put these obstacles in people's way. We wanted to force things and hurt them back because they've hurt us. Revenge feels good, don't it? Revenge, revenge feels great. Feels good, I got them back. I 
God, I'm good. Made me feel good in that moment. And come on. When, we're in, when, we, when we have these battles and we have these conflicts, there's times where I really, that Michael comes out. He wants to get them back. I had to remind myself that God loved me. And I need to show people the grace and gratitude that God showed me. Thank God that he didn't give up on me when I made mistakes. When I messed up, thank God he was there for me, for loving me and not turning the other way. And just like we talked about, I talked about raising my kids and, and hopefully one day, and I, I hope they are, are smart enough and I've taught them well enough that, that they will make good, great decisions, but they may be put in a predicament where they have to make a choice. Or they may be peer pressured into doing something. And I hope that I've taught them well enough that they can uh, <clears throat> make the right decision. And let them know that they can always call on dad. Just like me, I can call on my heavenly father. I may be upset. I may, I may be, uh, I may be, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Disappointed in what they're doing. Or how did you get here? But I'm still going to wrap my arms around them like God's going to wrap him. I'm not going to turn away from them. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be there. Don't matter where they're at. They call on me, I'm going to be there. No matter what time or day, I'm going to be there. Just like God's there for us. Guys, if you'll stand with me uh, this morning. I'm about to say it tonight. <laughs> One day. Let's pray. Father God, I'm going to thank you so much. God, for helping us identify struggles in our life, God, conflicts that may be in our life today, God. God, reveal to each person in here in our online campus, God, and that may listen to this later on. God, identify today conflicts that we may be dealing with. God, we may be right now knowing our mind what conflicts that we're dealing with. And Lord, help us apply these things, these steps into our lives. And God, help us to restore relationships, God. God, restore brokenness in our life. God, if somebody don't know you today, let them know. All I have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins and help me to not to struggle with conflicts. But God, when conflicts come my way, reassure me that you'll never turn away from me and that you will still love me. And all I have to do is call on your name and I'll be saved. In your name I pray. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.